Good afternoon, folks. This is Paul here uh, sitting at home in my office. <clears throat> Paul of the House of Graber, that is. And this is the eighth day of November 2020. The, the year of perfect vision. 2020, like perfect vision 2020. So, I want to announce, first of all, that everything that I bring forth on this message and everything we do here at the House of Graber is protected and safeguarded under the laws of nature and nature's God, otherwise known as common law due process. And also, it is protected and safeguarded under the common law copyright of the House of Graber. My message today, the topic that I want to talk about is, when you believe it, you will see it. When you know and believe, you shall see. And I'm going to start out with, Uh, taking us back to a parable that was given to us by Yeshua. And I actually, I was going to look up the reference for that parable, but you'll be able to find it. You're all familiar with it. And that is the parable of the talents. Okay. First of all, uh, most of the ministers and preachers I've heard talk about this don't mention this, but there were actually... 10 servants. At the beginning of this situation, there was 10 servants. Seven of them said, we're not going to work for you, period. We're just not going to work for you. But there were three, there were three that took the talents. And I'm, don't hold me to this. I think it was five and two and one, or it was 10 and five and one. Um, don't quote me on that, but the, I know the third servant had one talent and this was, um, this is actually a financial principle, but it could be other gifts or talents as we know it. But because of how the accounting was done, we can see that it, it was strictly financial. And the master gave each of these servants talents according to their ability. And that's how we are given talents today, according to our ability. And then he left for some time, and I don't know how long it was, and it it really doesn't matter how long. But he was gone for some time, and... When he returned, he did an accounting. And that's kind of, not kind of, that is how it works today. There's, there's an accounting system. There's a universal accounting system. Whether we try to dodge that or not, there is no dodging the accounting system of our Creator. We will always be accountable no matter if we try to dodge it or if we seem to slip through the cracks for some time, at some point, 
there will be accountability for our actions or there will be a third-party intervener known as Yeshua or Jesus Christ the one that did the the one supreme offer he showed up as a third-party intervener so now he became surety and we can go free that's another type of accountability so when this master returned the first thing he did interestingly enough he said bring those seven that refused to work for me and kill them before me he had them killed in front of him wiped out done gone okay then he took the other three one at a time and held an accounting session you know to see how their how they had worked and and what their uh, return was on the investment that he gave them and the first one said you know here's uh, what I did your 10 talents gained 10 more so he actually doubled his money in the time that this master was gone and the master said well done you will be set over much more now. See, what he did while the master was gone and how he functioned and how he thought and how he operated and how he handled or what he did with the talent, the talents, was increased and magnified when the master came back. The second one came and said, See, your five talents have gained five more. And he got a very similar, it was precisely the same, but the numbers were just a little bit different. He said, Job well done. You will be set over this and this many cities, etc., etc. So he was promoted. What he had done while the master was gone is what he now was called to do at a much bigger level. Both of the first two were promoted over much more. They were given more because their ability had increased. They worked with the ability they had. They worked with what they were given and they were promoted. What they did when the master was gone was increased and magnified and enlarged when he came back. Okay. Now the last servant. He had quite a different story. He says, now remember, he was talking to the same master. This wasn't somebody different. It was the same master. It started out with the same environment. His ability was a little bit less because, you know, the master gave them talents according to their abilities and he had only given this guy one talent. Now this servant said, you are a hard man to work for. You take where you have not given. You reap where you have not sown. It was all bad. It was such a sob story. Woe is me. I am so 
underprivileged. I am so at a disadvantage because you just don't give me a fair chance. You know, it was my parents that did it. It was the the government that did it. It was the, um, you know, my teacher, for God's sake, spanked me when I was in second grade. And I'm still suffering from that. Or whatever your excuse is, he also had an excuse. He made up a story. And he looked at this from a very, very different set of lenses from the first two from the first two servants. And guess what? He said, I hid your talent here. Here it is. You can have it back. So he hadn't done anything with it. He hid it until the master returned. He said, here it is. So there was no profit. And the master said, you know, the least could have done is put it in the bank and draw an interest. That is the least you could have done with it. It would have taken like no brains, no amount of work, just drop it off at the bank and let it accumulate a small amount of interest. <laughs> of course today, uh, that, it, that amount indeed would be small. The master told this servant, he said, Oh, thou wicked and lazy servant. Out of your mouth you are condemned. He told the others, Take this man's talent, take everything he has, and give it to the others. And cast him out. So I have a question for you. How does it happen that this same master responded so differently to this servant than he had to the other two? Well, I'll tell you why. Because this servant chose to see this master very differently. And the master responded in proportion to how this servant saw him. He responded exactly the way this servant expected him to respond. This servant got exactly what he wanted. He got exactly what he asked for. He got exactly what he spoke into existence. When you know and believe, you shall see. I have heard this saying, I'll believe it when I see it, I've heard this saying so many times in my life. But the way the universe really works is, I'll see it when I believe it. When you know and you believe, you shall see. Now, I want to take this parable that I just referred to and bring it forward to today. What kind of words are coming out of your mouth? What kind of actions are you taking? What kind of thoughts are you holding? A belief is a thought that you hold on to consistently. And what are you thinking? Like Yeshua said to Peter at one point, 
What thinkest thou? You know, my way of saying it would be, are you crazy? What are you thinking? So that question is for today, for us, for you, for me, for everyone, what thinkest thou? And in one, at one point, he told us very clearly, ask and it shall be given. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Seek and ye shall find. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you know and believe, you shall see. So how are you thinking? What are you saying? What are the words that are coming out of your mouth? Today, we still have the same choice. We have a choice of buying or swallowing, I should say, hook, line, and sinker, the, the pathetic lie that the the mainstream fake news is trying to feed us. And when I say fake news, I'm including all the false prophets called pastors, etc., rabbis, I don't care what you want to call them, bishops, the false prophets that are promoting a lie. You have a choice of buying or swallowing that whole package of doom and gloom. Oh, 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 it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. We are in the end times. It's going to get worse. Everything's going to go to pot. You know, it's so bad now, it it can't be fixed. Oh, there's going to be a famine. Oh, there's going to be whatever. What, What is the bad story that you've been regurgitating and recycling and processing over and over again. Is that the is that what you are called to do? Is here's what I will say to that. I am a son of the one true God our creator. I am a son of a creator who keeps his promises. King David talked about this. He said a thousand will fall on one side and ten thousand on the other side, and it shall not touch you. The harm shall not touch you. You will not be damaged. And if we look in Revelations, and Revelation, by the way, means revealing, revealing the truth. The veil is falling. That's what's happening right now. The veil is falling. And when we read through that book of Revelations, it becomes very clear, that is, if we choose to just read what's there instead of, instead of twisting it with the false agenda of the past um, several thousand years of indoctrination from the Pope, the Vatican, the corporate church, that's a false indoctrination. If we choose to just read what's there, we'll see very clearly that the punishments and the the horror and the, and the terror, terrible things that are coming are coming for Satan's crowd. They are not 
for God's people. The, the ones that, that are with the Lamb, the ones that are part of the family, the ones that have transitioned from creation to being part of the family, sons and daughters of God, those are the ones that are going to win. And those are the ones that will ascend to a much different way of life. The doom and gloom, the punishment, the terror is not for them. It's very clear. There's no, there's no secret about uh, who's going to get the punishment and who's not. It, it's, it's all right there. So we could argue about whether scripture has been perverted or, or changed or translated and, and lost some of its original meaning. And I would agree that some of that has happened. But even in what I call the, the watered-down version of Scripture that a lot of people use today, it's still very clear that the children of the one true God, the children, the family, the house of Israel, they are the blessed ones. How can we miss that? They're the ones that are protected. And I'm here to tell you that if you speak doom and gloom, if you speak curses, that's what you're going to receive. If you, if you run around telling everybody about how bad it's going to be, then it will be bad for you. When you see and believe... I'm sorry, when you know and believe, you shall see. You will experience exactly what you believe and how you act and how you think. That will come into your existence. You are creating your own reality, no matter whether it's good or bad. See, our Creator put a law into place, universal principles. That law is the same now as it was Two, three, four, five, six, eight, ten thousand years ago, a hundred thousand years, I don't care how long you want to go back, that law is still the same. How we think and how we speak, the words that come out of our mouth, how we act, will activate that law, and the law will respond according to how we think, speak, and act. Just like this master responded according to how these servants thought, spoke, and acted. It's the same master. But it wasn't the same master for that servant. The last one it was for the first two, right? But it was the same man. It was the same master. We all are dealing with the same universal principles. And I want to make this very clear again. Whatever you think and whatever you speak into existence is what you will experience. This is not the way it is because I'm saying this on this broadcast today. This is how it is because it's been that way for many, many, many thousands and thousands of years because it was established that way by our Creator. It's not going to change. The awakening and the time of justice is here. You can choose to rise above 
and live in the the house of Israel, the house of the one true God. You can you can choose to operate in God's kingdom. As a matter of fact, Yeshua told us very clearly, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. It is within you. Do you actually believe that? If you struggle with that, then it's time to do a check, a, a, a self-assessment of where you're at. Because that was Christ that told us that. That wasn't my idea. That's how we are made. That's how, We're made in God's image, right? And that doesn't mean just how we appear from the outside. That means we are a spiritual being living in a flesh and blood body. We're living in a, in a um, temple, the third temple. He told us very clearly, this is, this is the temple. He rose that temple in three days. He was talking about rising up again, and he did that. So the dominion and the authority that was given to Adam and Eve is also given to us if we choose to receive it and apply it in our life. When you believe and know, you shall see. Whatever you speak into existence is what you can expect to get. Whatever questions you put out to the universe is the question that will be answered. If you go around saying, oh, why is this always happening to me? Why is this always going wrong? Why am I always whatever? Then the universe will continue to show you why. Why am I always, why am I always stubbing my toe? Well, you will stub your toe again and you'll continue to see why. On the other hand, you can ask questions such as, how could I change this? And you just put the question out there and you let it hang. The universe will respond, this universal law, this principle will respond and fill that vacuum and it will show you. Until next time, have an amazing day and blessings to you from the House of Graver.